this morning comes from the book of Ruth, and there's excerpts from the first chapter of Ruth. Hear these words of scripture. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem in Judah, Elimelech was his name, went to live in the country of Moab. He and his wife Naomi and two sons, Malon and Chilion. But Elimelech died, and Naomi was left with her two sons, who took Moabite wives. The name of the one wife was Orpah, and the name of the other was Ruth. When they had lived there about ten years, both Malon and Chilion also died, so that the woman Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. Then Naomi started to return with her daughters-in-law from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had considered his people and had given them food. So she set out from the place where she had been living, she and her two daughters-in-law, and they went on their way to go back to the land of Judah. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find security, each of you in the house of your husband. Then she kissed them, and they wept aloud. They said to her, No, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Do I still have sons in my womb that they may become your husbands? Then they all wept aloud again. Orpha kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. So Naomi said, See, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Do not press me to leave you or to turn back from following you. Where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord do thus and so to me, and more as well, if even death parts me from you. So when Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said no more to her. And Naomi returned together with Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, who came back with her from the country of Moab. They came to Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. May the, the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This morning we have Reverend Kathy DeCredi, who is a deacon connected with Brexville UMC. And not only is she, she works with missions in our annual conference, and not only um, does she come and speak with us here and spend time with us on Sunday mornings, but this past week she taught science to the preschoolers. And they learned about compost and about worm farms and all kinds of fun other things and learning how to create good soil for God in our hearts. So I welcome Reverend Kathy DeCredi. Good morning. It's good to be with you today. I, um, my mom sent us to about five vacation Bible schools um, some summers. Um, so I was a vacation Bible school junkie. And um, when I first began teaching it, I was like, I do not like this at all. Um, but I 
that was a couple of years ago when I first came, but I believed in the ability to really reach kids and connect kids to a church community through Vacation Bible School and the power that it had in my life for salvation, for receiving Bibles as a child, and the importance of that ministry. So God doesn't always call us to those things that we love and that are our heartbeat, but God calls us to make a difference in people's lives and so and to stretch us into um, who we are to be. I had a joyful and wonderful time this week with your children at Vacation Bible School, and so I am grateful for that experience. This community of faith is in the middle of a sermon series called Courageous Conversations. We come to these conversations um, after a time of disconnection from each other and dis-ease in our world and in our community. This time together in worship and in person or virtually draws us to connect with God and to connect with each other, to wonder and to discover and to know each other. During this common experience of worship, together through music, through the hearing and experience of scripture, through the liturgy and through our offerings and our prayers, it is now sermon time. A time for insight in connecting the story with the tradition of scripture into our modern contemporary, modern day context, to plant seeds of faith in our hearts and in our minds for the Holy Spirit to do something amazing out of this common experience to nurture and grow us in faith. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, we thank you for all that has happened in this worship time, for children, for little voices, for music and for song. And so guide us and anoint our ears for your Holy Spirit to hear and to discover in new ways what you would have us know about you. Amen. I like getting to know people and asking questions to discover things that we might have in common or things that you have to teach me. I ask questions in conversation to wonder and to learn about you. And I know that some questions that cross my mind to ask are sometimes questions that I need to wait for more trust to grow in our relationship together. And my filter and my past experience stops me from asking questions that might be full of assumptions or too intimate or too loaded or have misperceptions involved if we don't really know each other a little bit better. And some of these courageous conversations are those kinds of questions. The ones that you preface with, um, I've been meaning to ask. And today's question is, I've been meaning to ask, where do we go from here? The scripture today is a story from the early Hebrew scriptures that tell the story of family, of loss and grief, of covenant keeping, of hope and loyalty. Famine sets the stage for the story today. In contemporary language, Elimelech and his family were immigrants or refugees, a land living in not their own. Their life would not have been easy. There was much strife even between these two groups of people, the Moabs and, and the tribe of Judah and the people from Bethlehem. 
a family dispute years ago between brothers, Lot and Abram, that causes strife in the Hebrew family. Moabites and the tribe of Judah were a divided people from things that happened between generations past. Does that sound familiar to any of our own families? Maybe even to Christians today, a house divided about many things. The interpretation of scripture, race, guns, sexuality, gambling, gluttony, economics, vaccinations, and healthcare, yet seeking unity and common ground. United Methodists live in a world of division and potential split, which is why it is so important the words that your pastor says to you every week at the beginning of worship, that all are welcome here with a litany of things that we say we put aside as an intentional community to welcome all people no matter what. When I left the staff at Mentor United Methodist Church where I was the youth pastor and knew Dana and Jamie before they came to you, I lived in this community in Northfield Center area. And when I left that church as an appointed person in missions and youth ministry, I was able to choose as a deacon what church I was going to connect with. I intentionally chose a church that spoke those words at the beginning of their worship experience and decided to connect at the Brecksville United Methodist Church, which was close to my home and open and affirming to all people, no matter what. So where do we go from here, church? Let's go back to the scripture, the holy words of God, because it just might teach us something. You see, in the scripture today, the difference between religious and cultural norms and patterns of family behavior did not stop marriages of interfaith, interrace, and friendship for those families. Naomi, who is from the tribe of Judah, was left widowed and childless as her grown sons married other folks, and they died. Left alone in a foreign land with two Moabite daughter-in-laws, Naomi literally must ask herself, where do we go from here? Naomi learns that the famine is over in her hometown of Bethlehem, and she decides to travel back there. Grief and their common experience and deep relationships and covenants and feelings for one another of being widowed and childless seem to have strengthened what was already a covenant relationship between these women. Left alone together, they must discover their own way to meet their needs in this male patriarchal society. And Ruth declares her loyalty to Naomi, her God and to her life. Ruth and Naomi make the journey back to Bethlehem and live life together. Now the scripture goes on to say in future chapters, it's not a big book, go back and read it maybe later today or this week, but the story goes on to talk about how Ruth later marries Boaz and has a son Obed, who's the father of Jesse, who's the father of David, and part of the genealogy of Jesus. So it was important for God's story 
that Ruth and Naomi stay together and that Ruth go back to Bethlehem. You can read more about that even in the genealogy of Jesus in the beginning of the book of Matthew and find those names. Despite cultural and religious norms to the contrary, Naomi and Ruth embrace each other. They made room for one another in their hearts in this holy story. Ruth, a Moabite, Naomi, a woman of the Judean tribe, stayed together and stayed connected to one another. And that is a message that the world needs to hear today. So where do we go from here? We go together, as Jamie said already. We learn from today's scripture that we stick together. We don't abandon each other. We don't write off each other. We don't give up on each other. This covenant story is a story that is sometimes read at weddings. It was a part of the litany of readings at my own wedding. Where I go, where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay is written on a plaque in my home. It is saying yes to each other, no matter what differences and all. We must find common space in our humanity and in the divine who we are as created beings of God and in our sacred worth of ourself and noticing that and seeing that and honoring that in each other, living and loving like Jesus loves. The story of Ruth and Naomi offers an inside look at the power of connection in our commonality, in our community, in our extended family, in our friends, and in our workplaces. In a male-dominated society that we read about in scripture today, being an immigrant family and then being a woman widowed with no children left to take care of would mean hard living and a hard life. But in this story, we find two women with deep roots to each other, tied through worship, walking together, and choosing each other. Roots of the family tree that later give birth to Jesus. Roots that create an unexpected relationship. We have all experienced the death of a loved one, disruption in relationships, the end perhaps of a career or a job loss, status or title. We have all experienced betrayal by someone we once trusted, theological disputes with people, political differences, and unfulfilled dreams and longings. We have experienced much death and loss and grief during the global pandemics of COVID, of racism, of economic disparity, and political division. Many of us today, in person or online, can name someone that they have lost to COVID, or racial disagreements, or differing political views, support of different candidates, or views on guns, or sexuality, or vaccinations. Loss is all around us. Choosing each other in our differences is not the norm out there in the world. But what if, as we come to worship and to wonder and to imagine something different, what if 
like our writers this week and our devotional book that coincides with this sermon series. What if we took a spiritual oath to one another like Ruth took to Naomi? What if we resisted the temptation to fight or flee in the face of grief and pain and oppression? What if we took those vows towards each other? For some of us, fleeing amid grief and life and trauma is all that we know. We grew up in families or experiences that taught our hearts and our brains to protect and to cope. And some of us are triggered by feelings of loss and sadness that can cause us to panic and shut down. But there is hope and healing that can take place to rewire our hearts and our brains to do and act in new ways. And so where do we go from here? What if we set out to have more patience with each other? to really journey together and to learn about each other, to go from here with real mercy and patience and hope and love and grace, to go from here together open and wondering about each other's past, really hearing each other's story, living and without judgments or conclusions, this is kingdom work. This is Holy Spirit work that we are empowered to do to build the kingdom of God right here on earth, right now, that we are supposed to be and do like Christ, as Christ followers. Where do we go from here to build the kingdom of God right here and right now? Because Christ followers do not write people off. We don't leave people behind. Christ followers are required to do justice and to love mercy and to walk humbly with God and nurture all people to wholeness of mind, body, and spirit. And by the mercy of God and because of God's mercy and grace abound for each and every one of us, loving God means loving each other. Who needs you to step out and walk with them to go from here together. We need to go from here together to build the kingdom of God so that we can live into our fullest potential as created beings of God. We need to go from here to connect with others in the world in places that might be uncomfortable, unknown, uneasy, and unfamiliar. We, know to get, we need to go to places where God is calling us to go. We have a common call and a common goal, all of us as Christ followers, to be disciples who are maturing and reaching out to new, young, and diverse people, to share Jesus so that we can be God's agents of change in the world. We need to help people and come alongside people who are in poverty and seek wholeness and health for all people. Is any of that on your to-do list this week? on your schedules for your summers, to come alongside and be a disciple and to meet people's needs and to walk with each other, to go from here together. The scripture today gives us, as a, as, us an example of going together, a common call, a common purpose, to claim Jesus wherever we go, 
and to change the world. Let us pray. God, of us all, take our hand and help us to trust you and your voice, to seek truth, to look for the good, and day by day, as we go from here together, help us to remember that we were never meant to go it alone. And that when the service comes to an end, and when it's time for us all to leave, and we ask ourselves, where do we go from here? Help us to say, help us to put it on our schedules, help us to put it on our to-do list, to go out into the world, God, and to love and to share, to learn and wonder and discover who you are and to help others do the same. In the name of Jesus who loves us, who claims us, and never leaves us alone. Amen. I invite you to stand as you're able through our next song. And those online joining us, I invite you to share your uh, prayers and thanksgiving in the chat with us. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears have gone. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. From my mother's womb, you have chosen me. Your love has called my name. I've been born again into your family. Your blood flows through my veins. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave.
sounds so beautiful singing back. I invite you to be seated. Now we come to a time of sharing our joys and concerns with one another. And oh my gosh, him coming up and watching the band and sitting and peeking over the little railing, like, guys, I almost melted. Like that was, that's just, oh my goodness gracious. And I just, I, the energy that's in the room with the little kids and just, it's just wonderful. Uh, Dana shares on, on, online prayers of joy and thanks for reconnecting with the kids and adults at VBS. It was really a fabulous week full of God moments. Linda asks for prayers for Miriam as she recovers from a broken femur and for the family, prayers um, for the difficult decisions that need to be made. And Greg says prayers of thanks for the wonderful experience of all the volunteers and Jenny uh, provided for the children during VBS week. Prayers of thanks to the Lord for the opportunity for the children sharing their VBS experience with us. Gail asks for prayers for Robin R. And then Greg also asks for prayers for all God's children, animals, and the church. And I do want to just recognize that I think the church, VBS was an example of that. Here today is an example that the church is one of the places where we can come together as children of God of all ages and be together and learn from one another and celebrate. And, and it's, it's beautiful to see. And we also have prayers for the people and leaders in Haiti and for those impacted by this week's tropical storms. And Hillary asks for prayers for her grandparents and her mom who is helping them. They are really struggling um, with the decision of needing to move out of their lifetime home due to declining health issues. And Brooke asks for prayers for her Aunt Mona that the doctors will have answers to her problems. And then Twi asks for prayers, um, says Vietnam, it, their COVID situation is, has worsened and many people have lost jobs and there's no government support whatsoever. So prayers for all who are starving in Vietnam. And it's even today, this morning, our prayers run the gamut from the joyful, biggest joys to the deepest sorrows. And I do want to pray for, or, and ask you to continue to pray for the family of Reagan Papp, um, the little toddler who passed away this, this past week. And um, as a way that we can continue to, like Kathy said, be God's hands and feet and, and connect with them and show them love, there is um, a sign up if you want to help with the service. Um, there's calling hours here at the church on Tuesday, and so we need some ushers to help with that. And then there's um, a service on Wednesday and we need help with that as well. So you can sign up out in the, um, in the hallway there or you can call or email the church office for that. We know that God hears our prayers, all, the whole gamut. God hears us and responds to us. So let us go to our Lord in prayer. God of conversation, we are here and we are trying to be courageous and curious. We're trying to build connections in this lonely and often isolated world. We yearn to be closer to your promised day, where all are fed, 
Prisoners are free, homeless are housed, and every person knows their holy worth. But God, we know that we can't get there without honest and vulnerable conversation with one another and with you. But God, we don't always know what to ask. And we fear saying the wrong thing or offending someone, so we stay quiet, hoping that the answers will just come to us. But they don't always come. So today we ask for your words. Plant questions in us like seeds that will grow into a garden of connection. Plant affirmation in us that like laughter will be contagious and mood changing. Plant curiosity in us that like rain will wash away any judgment that we carry and will replace it with the desire to understand. And when we have your words in our mouth and your mind in our hearts, God, then teach us how to listen. Teach us how to hear the message that's under the words, the grief and the hurt and the fear and the shame that hangs under the sentences like bats under a bridge. And God, listen, teach us to listen to voices that differ from ours, voices with different opinions and different histories and different perspectives. So that like Ruth and Naomi, we might move through any difference and ultimately find you in one another. So draw near to us, O oh God. Teach us how to speak. Teach us how to listen. Teach us how to find you in the spaces between our words and God in the space between our ears. And we pray all of these things in the beautiful name of Jesus as we pray together the prayer he taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As we go from this time together, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Have a great week.
fear and shame, so afraid of who they are and whom they love. May the message now be banished that your love is for the few. May their faith in you Wow. Uh -huh. 
Cool. Thanks, Gracie. Fun. <laughs> is, he, is he? Oh, okay, cool. Are we rehearsing for next week or are we? Okay. <laughs> 